Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chad and Zay out and about. We're in Georgetown getting these uh, toys collected for Toys for Tots. Bring the new unwrapped toys to us so we can get them to the area's kids. Thanks to Total Care, Primary Care, for having us out today. We're on Williams Drive in Georgetown. Hour number three always starts. By the way, I'm Chad Hastings, Isaiah Collier alongside. Cameron Parker is producing for us today. So this is Cam's pick for a beat. He's been baffling us all day. What do you got, Cam? Off of Metro Boomin's latest album, it's the superhero instrumental. Metro who? Boomin. <laughs> Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin wants some more. Can't say the rest. Won't okay. Get in trouble. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Metro Boomin. All right. Who's on this song, Cam? Uh, Future. Futures. Okay. Okay. Metro Boomin's kind of like DJ Khaled. Gotcha. Okay. But a hundred times better, and not a hack. Damn. Ooh, did you hear that? Wow. Just a mm, right to the ribs. <laughs> Okay, Cameron Parker. I love the level of music snobbery Cameron Parker can achieve. That's uh, That's been fun to, to, to witness as well. Cameron's going to be producing for us tomorrow as well, so he may be making fun of some more of your favorite artists. Just get ready. All right, uh, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina hotline. He's been nice enough to join us every week throughout the football season. We got him for America to talk to us one more time. We may be able to catch him. We might be able to catch him for, like, the championship game or something like that, but he usually forces me to lose his number after this conversation. He is Brian Jones of CBS Sports. What's up, Brian? <laughs> you, were too, you were crazy. You got me for America, right? America's trying to get rid of me. And <laughs> I just hear, did I just hear Cameron say DJ Collins is a hat? Yeah. Yeah, you heard it. You hear that? That was serious. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. I know. Exactly. <laughs> shots fired like Joe Rogan in The Rock. You never know what's going on, man. Everybody's taking their shots. I just learned that story that Joe Rogan is going after The Rock for Did You Take Steroids? I had no idea what this is going on. Uh, so there's there's a lot out there. Um, we mentioned the we mentioned the four America thing. Um, Army Navy is uh, the game you guys have, of course, Saturday at two. Uh, give me a thought on it. I always like to hear you talk about it. You played high level college football, but when it comes to Army Navy, this is a different level of college football, uh, and I know it, it it impresses you every time. Yeah, it's football in its purest form. Uh, these guys are running these triple options. Their versions of the options. And it just takes me back to my childhood in, in West Texas and watching the sweet waters of the world and watching Permian run their offenses to a T. And, and that's how precise these offenses are. That being said, they have struggled both this year and now here of late. They're, they're starting to round into shape, especially offensively for Navy. Defensively, they've been there, man. This guy, Brian Newberry, their D.C., He's phenomenal. Uh, he shut down offenses. Their last four offenses that rushed for less than 100 yards. They knocked down uh, UCF uh, right
right after they had the big win there at Tulane. And uh, that was one of the upsets I got this year. I thought they could handle their version, uh, Gus Malzahn's version of the zone read and RPOs, and they did exactly that. So defensively, watch John Marshall uh, and Colin Ramos. Army uh, struggled thus far on the offensive side of the ball, and now they are rounding into shape. They actually struggled more defensively, I should say, than they did offensively. They were giving up about 33 points a game on the defensive side of the ball. And here lately it's about been 14, 15 points. So they've gotten right on that side. But it, I expect it to be a low-scoring affair, as they always are, because they know each other so well and they practice the, versus the option every day. So that they see it and know it as if it's the back of their hand. But it's always fun. It's always unique. And anyone that's ever gone, they, I, I'm sure, such as me, it, it's indescribable when they're attempting to give you any type of any type of illustration about the, the festivities, man. So we're back in Philly this year. I'm heading there as soon as I'm done with you guys, and look forward to it every year. Yeah, B. Jones. This year's Georgia Bulldog team has a chance to do something that last year's national championship Georgia Bulldog team didn't get to do, and that's go undefeated and win a national championship going up against Ohio State. Is there anybody that has a chance, Ohio State, TCU, or Michigan, that could dethrone the champs this year? You always have a shot, but you've got to bring your best shot when you're taking on Georgia. And, and, and LSU found that out last week. And, and, but we also found out that you can pass on this Georgia defense. Alabama did that last year with Jamison Williams and John Messi third, and, and look what a hobbled quarterback and then a backup quarterback LSU was able to do with their cadre of, of wide receivers. And Ohio State has the wide receivers. The problem for Ohio State is that going to be their defense. You guys recall last time out for them, they were bludgeoned by Michigan's running game. Well, if they like that running game, they're going to love what Georgia brings to the table because they are so versatile. They can hit you with the run game or the passing game, those tandems at tight end, the wide receivers. you got a quarterback that's fleet of flip. And Stetson uh, Bennett, the third. So, uh, you know, he's the fourth. Excuse me, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Uh, and it's, it's going uh, to take all you have and a little bit more to beat this Georgia team. Now, if they come out and stub their toe and play poorly, yeah, you got a good chance of beating them. But uh, I think it's going to be most difficult to knock them out. But I, I know Michigan would love to have another shot. Yeah, Brian, I don't want to dog his daddy, but uh, if uh, Stetson Bennett the third played, I think I'd pick Ohio State. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying now. Uh, did, were you, were you – uh, I know the – I really enjoyed Nick Saban's politicking there at the end, trying to come up with the best arguments he could. Mm-hmm. Were you okay with Ohio State getting that spot instead of Bama? Yes, I was okay. I said so uh, halftime when everything was materializing there. Uh, in, in Dallas, and also at the, uh, during our post game uh, after Georgia had uh, knocked off LSU, and, and uh, you understand that's what coaches are going to do. There was one right there in Austin for a number of years that politics his butt off, and it worked. Got yep. Texas in back to back, or he didn't need any help that 2006 Rose Bowl, but that 2005, man, he went to work, and they said, "Follow <laughs> UT." I think we'll yep. take UT. So uh, that's part of it. I thought it was. You know, it wasn't a good look because he was digging, man. He was trying to find every metric he could 
to get Alabama into that damn playoff. So uh, he, 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 he did Yeoman's work. Obviously, he fell short, but uh, he's trying to sell his squad. And the metrics that mattered, you know, strength of schedule as far as the playoff committee, Bama was one, TCU was nine. Uh, ranked teams, TCU five and one, Bama three and two. And then you had the uh, common opponents, which was Texas. Bama beat them by one, TCU by, beat them by seven. So I think they, they, they definitely got it right, and that's how I thought it would fall. B. Jones, B. John Robinson has a chance tonight to be the fifth Longhorn to win the Doak Walker Award with Deontay Foreman, Earl Campbell, uh, Ricky Williams, and Cedric Benson. Do you see any way that Chase Brown or Blake Corum could get it over him? Well, I, I think B. John is the best back in the game. And our, our buddy Jeff Ketchum sent out a, a tweet last Saturday while we were on the air, at least our game was, and and uh, I retweeted because he was correct. He said, there's nobody playing right now that's better than Bijan. And, 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 and that's not a lie. That is the truth. There's, this guy has just tremendous balance and vision and, and the, the, the way he can navigate those small creases and, and make defenders look silly. Uh, he, he's second to none. So can he lose? Yeah. But all those guys ahead of him, they have more carries that he has, yep. so, and, and he thinks he's, what, two behind the touchdown leader, which was his 20, so I, I, I can't wait, I think I told you guys this a, a week ago, I just can't wait to see this guy when he gets behind an offensive line that can actually block. Uh, he's going to give defensive fits. Is that a shot? Wow. Was that? Wow. No, <laughs> Talk about shots fired. No, <laughs> that ain't a shot. That's just the truth. He had a couple of freshmen up there, some other guys that couldn't block ice. But <laughs> they, they, they're going to get better. They're going to be better just yeah. as the LSU had two freshmen that tackle. And, and they're going to yeah. get better. And you saw them get better throughout that game the other day, going up against Jalen Carter and, and all his homies there for Georgia. No, that wasn't a shot. That's the truth, no. man. I, okay. I made a lot of mistakes as a young player, a freshman in college, and these guys did too. Yeah, our man Cameron would tell you, you just said it wrong. You just say they blocked like DJ Khaled. That's that's the way you need it. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. not. I'm sorry, Khaled. Not, yeah. right. <laughs> I didn't want to steal this thunder. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brian, speaking of awards, this is a weird Heisman year. I cannot remember a time where you got four guys and we just watched three of them lose, two of them lost by double digits, one of them lost at home by double digits to his rival. How do you how do you put this together? I feel like I mean I know Caleb Williams got the AP player of the year. It feels like it's his award, but it, it, do you think it's his or do you like one of these other guys? Well, I can't speak at length about it because I'm, I'm handcuffed at, because I'm a voter. Uh, oh, my God, I, I forgot you're a voter. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, No, 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 that's fine because if I could go back and change how I voted, I would. But you're right. Uh, the leader in the clubhouse going into last weekend was, was Caleb Williams. And if I had been privy to what was on his fingernails and, and, and the uh, post he made about Max Duggan following the Big 12 championship, Game. Uh, he may not have been on my ballot at all because uh, I thought that was uh, just ludicrous on his part. And even though he tried to walk back uh, the, the, the post about Duggan, uh, just ridiculous, man. But I, I, if everyone voted as I did, I usually put mine in. I make a note because I will forget. <laughs> I make a note to do it Sunday morning right after the SEC championship game. So uh, it, it, I'm surprised that some people vote 
which is their they can, uh, but they vote prior to a conference championship game. Why wouldn't you wait uh, and, and, and see what transpired? And you know, aside from the antics of Caleb Williams, he put on a hell of a show with a, with a bum hammy over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, and and and, and he was out there with a gritty performance. Uh, and, but Max Duggan put a team on his shoulders. Uh, they're in Dallas and, and, and carried them almost to an undefeated regular season. And, and you're right. Uh, the, the guys that come in right now, other than Stetson Bennett, all stumbled in. B. B. Jones, what's your take on guys sitting out of certain bowl games? You know, B. John Robinson is a prime example, a guy who has big-time NFL aspirations. Most likely he's not going to play in the Valero Alamo Bowl against Washington. How do you feel about guys sitting out to, you know, prolong their NFL career or just not risk anything? Uh, their decision, man. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and count their money or tell them what to do or what not to do. Uh, they need to sit down with their family and, and, and those who mean the most to them and determine whether or not it's worth the risk. So I understand where they're coming from. I think what you're going to have is a situation where guys are going to say, you want me to play in these bowl games? All right, pay me. I think NIL is going to be heading to the bowl games as, as well. But the, the, the great thing about expanding the playoffs all, a lot of those bowl games that were uh, viewed as being meaningless, now they'll, they'll have more stature because they're part of the playoff, and I don't think you'll see as many guys uh, sit out as you will now, once, especially the bigger schools, once they realize they're not going to be in the uh, college football playoff. But that's, that's a personal decision, man. I'm not going to ask anyone to or, or advise anyone to – to you know, give up an opportunity to really change their lives in a significant economic way uh, for a bowl game. Sorry. Brian, what do you remember about your time? I was trying to think about it. I said I was going to ask this earlier, but in your time in college football, do you remember anybody talking about it as y'all led up to a bowl game? No matter what the bowl game was, do you remember hearing about, hey, is this guy going to play? Is that guy going to play? Injury is one thing, but do you remember these kind of business decisions being discussed? No, we, we didn't have any options. <laughs> so, <laughs> these young men have a lot of options these days, and, and, and we fought, and those before we fought, so they could enjoy uh, this, this type of uh, landscape where they have as much leverage as, as the school does. So um, I don't begrudge them, uh, but no, we didn't, we didn't have these conversations because hey, we had nowhere else to go. You want to go to bowling, you want to go back to Lubbock and work during the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> B. Jones, who surprised you this year? I know South Carolina went 8-4. and four. Spencer Rattler had some pretty big wins. Washington, the team that Texas is playing, they went 10-2. and two. Anybody surprise you this year that kind of overachieved and you didn't think that would have this good of a season in 2022? Well, Illinois, that, that really surprised me how they were vying for that, that West championship and, of course, lost to Purdue and, and, and then lost to, to Michigan, so they were pretty much out of it. But uh, that was a, a, a surprise. Uh, on the negative, uh, A&M was a huge surprise, and I don't mean that to throw shots your way, Chad. I was just uh, – Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that one is uh, as uh, perplexing as any. So, uh, you know, you be top five, and then you end the way they did. Uh, also, you mentioned Washington, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. 
Jared Oregon. I didn't know if those two could be fixed. But uh, Kalen DeBoer, the new Washington coach, who was his OC at Indiana, fixed him again because he had him playing well when he was there. And then he regressed. And then Bo Nix really was uh, hit or miss. And it was mostly missed there at Auburn. And yet uh, he gets up to Oregon, and, and, and he's in the Heisman running. So uh, th- that was uh, definitely surprising uh, from an individual player standpoint. All right, Brian, before we let you go, let's get a final prediction, a championship game prediction from you. I would assume you're leaning Georgia over Ohio State, but tell me if I'm wrong. And then TCU Michigan. So who do you think we'll see uh, in the championship game in January? I think it's going to be Georgia and and Michigan. TCU struggled versus the run game of K-State, which they didn't do in the first uh, installment. And and that's something they'll work on. But uh, Michigan's going to run downhill. And maybe J.J. McCarthy, who has to put this team on his shoulders, if TCU can stop the run. Uh, But that being said, Michigan has to contend with these receivers for TCU who will be healthy, you would think, by that time, by game time. So, uh, that should be a, an incredibly fun ball game. I'm looking forward to watching both. I really wanted to see a rematch of Ohio State and Michigan. Can Ohio State be that bad on defense? We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, boy, if they, if they show up bad on defense against those guys, they are going to be in trouble. Yeah, no uh, Blake Corm and then do what Michigan did to Ohio State. Yeah, that's troubling. Stetson Bennett is going to look like the Heisman guy that day if they show up, <laughs> no matter whether you want it or not. Uh, that is Brian Jones. Remember, CBS has Army-Navy, a truly special football game, on Saturday. Check it out at 2 o'clock. I broke those uniforms down for you last week. They're going to look sharp, uh, and obviously we thank them all for their service. It's an incredible game to watch. CBS has it for you. Brian is at Jones and Mo on Twitter. He's joined us throughout the season. He doesn't have to do it. He does it because for some reason, he still likes me a little bit. Brian, I appreciate it. Have a great holiday. I'll lose the number for a while, but we'll try to grab you maybe before that championship game if you'll answer my call. Is that fair? <laughs> I got you. You're going to give me a little time to decompress, so I got you, homie. There you go. Thanks, y'all, Brian. Y'all have a great Christmas, man. I love you. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. Love you too, Chad. Hook them. That is Brian Jones, ladies and gentlemen, CBS Sports. I don't think I'm more proud of any human being that I know and the success they've had than Brian. Every time I see him on CBS, I just smile. I'm yeah. like, my God, I can't believe he's done this. It's incredible, man. That's it's a great awesome. Job. Does such a good job. And I love the fact the way he's been able to just make himself a part of that broadcast. It's always, it was always one of my favorite college football broadcasts. And now to know someone that's there, there's still a little voice in my head going, hey, Brian, move. Yeah. They're trying to do TV. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, wait, he's supposed to be there. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, all right. Great to talk to Brian all throughout the season. Uh, and we appreciate him making time for us. Hopefully he'll uh, obviously have a safe trip to Philadelphia and uh, all those folks heading to Philly. We wish him nothing but the best. Army-Navy, always a very cool game to check out. All right, coming up next, it is Why Today Matters. December 8th for me is about tragedy, but it's also about triumph. And we got some crazy cool birthdays to talk about as well. Plus, we are getting the t- – I keep wanting to say we're raising. That's not the – that's. We're not raising money today. We are collecting toys. The Toys for Tots, Toy Drive, come by, drop off the new unwrapped toys all the way through 7 o'clock. The Ball Don't Lie guys will be here as well. We're in Georgetown today on Williams Drive. Come on and see us here at Total Care Primary Care. This is the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice. There's just one thing. You see, we We have missed so many. We've missed so much today. Cameron is throwing such a gem. We've we've swung and missed at everything. He's throwing sliders that are like hitting us in the foot, and we're still swinging. So he decided, what could I play for them that there's no way they're gonna miss it? And I think he found one. For you? I'm not missing this one. Little proud Mary. This is a swing and a miss. Really? All right. Oh. I can save you if you want. Song was written by John Fogarty, originally done by CCR. But this woman and her then husband covered it, did an incredible job, and it's one of the songs they are known for. There you go. There you go. Ike and Tina Turner. Now. We can't count Ike. It's 2022. We can't. No, we can't I mean, that's, the name of this artist, Cameron, please correct me if I'm wrong. The name of this act is Ike and Tina Turner, correct? Yes. No, it should be that one fool that <laughs> treated her completely wrong. Yeah. No, I'd rather call it Lawrence Fishburne, who played Ike Turner in the biopic. All right, kids, we got Proud Mary coming up for you. Tina and the idiot for you right here. Here we go. No, that's not That's not how it goes. But this is, a, this is one of the great covers of all time. Because they start like this, and she gives the great line about it starts it starts smooth, but it's gonna get rough. And then when they go rough and they bust out with the Tina shaking her shaking her hips, you know, part of this song. God, it's great. Proud Mary, thank you, thank you, Cam. Damn you, Ike. Finally, yes, definitely damn you, Ike. No doubt, Angela Bassett did a hell of a job. Oh man, she killed that role. Hell of a job. Hell yeah. of a job. Yeah, I'm never looking at Lawrence Fishburne the same. Really? Yeah. That's a I tough one. Even when I see Morpheus, I want to hit him in the face like, yo, I see, don't care what dimension I'm in. You do not touch that woman. See, that, that's funny you said that. There's a dude who played Ted Bundy in some TV movie I watched years ago. Every time I see him, I still think about it. Like, oh, no, man. I, I'm sorry. You played Ted Bundy. I can't, I can't forgive you for that. All right. Ike and Tina rolling on the river. There it is. Now I got rough. Oh, my God. What a great version. I bet John Fogarty passed out when he heard this. He's like, oh, my God, we should never play this song live ever again, fellas, because they absolutely perfected it. All right, so a little Ike and Tina for you. Uh, Speaking of music, there's some music on my mind today on December 8th. We will get into that. Let me remind you, Rod and Harge are going to be right here on Williams Drive at the Total Care Primary Care Facility. They may be heading out here right now as we speak uh, to get ready for their show. They'll be here till 7, which means you can come by and drop those toys off for the toy drive until 7 o'clock tonight. Remember, we're going down south to the South Congress location. Uh, I've been told there's multiple. 2,700. 
2701 South Congress is where we're going tomorrow in the St. Ed's area, correct? Right there Saint, near St. Ed's. That's where we'll be tomorrow. Same thing, collecting the toys in case you are more of a down south kind of person, and that is more your neighborhood. But get up to Georgetown today if this is more your neighborhood. Longhorn Weekly tonight at 7. Under the Lights, the special edition at 8 o'clock tonight out at Bushes on Brody, and 9 o'clock, the Longhorn Blitz podcast replay. All right, let's get into a little Why Today Matters. It is December 8th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, from time to time, Uncle Chad needs to get you a PSA and just give you a little words of advice. Today's words of advice, just don't go too far on certain things. Don't go too far with your fandom. December 8th for me is about two musicians that were killed. But they were killed by their fans. Let's understand that as I'm about to mention who they are. They were killed by two people that would have told you that day they are fans of them. Not people that hated them, but fans. December 8th, 1980, John Lennon, the most legendary, one of the most legendary musical deaths of all time. Again, the guy got an autograph from John, waited an hour outside the place. John goes to the studio. John comes back, and then the dude shoots him in the back. It doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense at all. It's crazy. Uh, And one of the great what-ifs in music history to me is what if John Lennon lives to see the 80s? What would the 80s have been like if John Lennon is alive? I think so many things are different. So many things would have, would have changed just from that one thing. So, obviously, rest in peace to John Lennon. Get yourself some Beatles stuff. Now, on the metal side of things, I'm a huge metal fan. Back in 2004, same day, December 8th, a maniac went to a concert. He was pissed off that Pantera had broken up. And a member of Pantera was in a band called Damage Plan. And they were up on stage. My man walked in, started shooting people, including... Dimebag Daryl, one of the great guitar players of all time, a Texas boy from Dallas that helped redefine the industry and redefine metal, and he murders him because he's upset Pantera broke up. And by the way, his brother, Vinnie Paul, is behind the drums and had to watch it happen. Horrific story, terrible stuff from 2004. If you haven't checked out some Pantera lately, go get yourself some Cowboys from Hell, Cemetery Gates, uh, and some of that good stuff. So I always think of those two guys on December 8th. But there's also Triumph on December 8th. Folks around here would tell you it's the day Earl got the Heisman. Ooh. 1977. December 8th. Earl Campbell was decent, Zay. You ever seen any of that film? Oh, yeah. I love that film. Dude, if you want oh, Tyler combo of power and speed and, j- oh, man, there was just nothing like Earl Campbell. And uh, he's one of those guys I always say. There are Longhorns that Aggies will just never, ever lose respect for and go, yeah, no, no, he's the guy. And there are a- certain Aggies, Longhorns will do that for, too. Aggies don't rip on Earl Campbell. I mean, it's like, no, man. We, you, know, you throw the hands up and go, yeah, Earl's Earl. It's just heard, a different world. I heard in Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame, I heard his video with all of the Hall of Famers in there is as good as anyone's. His highlight video where you press the button when you go to his section, right. people say his video might be better than any of the Hall of Famers in Canton, Ohio. Oh, I the know. Think about all the players that have been inducted. Oh, that's yeah. I, that's it's interesting. Uh, I I could imagine. I mean, his highlights are incredible. Oh yeah, jerseys being ripped off, pads looks like being ripped off, and he's still trucking dudes. Yeah, he's he was he's just was so so good. Obviously, I missed the stuff at Texas. He wins it in '77. I'm three years old that year, so I didn't really I didn't get to feel Earl at Texas. 
I first found out about Earl and saw Earl with the Oilers, and then it was the Saints or whatever, but just an absolute, uh, just one of the best running backs, obviously, I've, I've ever seen in my life. So this is the day he won the Heisman back in 77. It's also the day Ricky made the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay. Back in the back in the day as well. So I know that was a big day for our Bucky Gobble. That's right. Bucky was there yeah. the day that he went into the Hall of Fame. So shout out to those guys. There is some triumph on this day as well. And some cool birthdays I found. Musically, Jim Morrison was born on December 8th. Would have been 79 today. Jim Morrison wouldn't get anywhere near 79 years old. We all know that. Yeah. Jim Morrison liked all the drugs. All of them. Drugs uh, and women. And he was such an incredible uh, artist back in the day. Uh, died in 71. Uh, on the comedy front, we were talking George. Uh, George Jefferson and Fred Sanford earlier. Flip Wilson would have been 89 years old today. Really important guy in comedy and television. Had one of the most successful comedy shows back in the day. And for a black comedian to be leading that show and get the acceptance he did, Flip Wilson's a big deal. He died in 1998. Rest in peace to him. Musically, if you're into the Allman Brothers, Greg Allman would have been 75 today. He left us back in 2017. How about this double birthday? Kim Basinger turns 69 today nice and sam kennison would have been 69 today so kim basinger and sam kennison were born on the same day sam died back in 92 he's another guy that was not going to make it to that number sam kennison was never going to be 69 years old uh but uh definitely an important guy in the world of comedy throughout the years uh my wife and i would like you to know that a member of def leppard has a birthday i try to remind you of these things phil collin one of my favorite guitar players is 65 today on the hottie front terry hatcher is 58 they are real and they are spectacular. Oh, that's Terry Hatcher. That's Terry Hatcher from Seinfeld fame. Also, let's go back a little further with Terry Hatcher. Everybody, if you get a chance to watch a movie called Tango and Cash, go watch it. It's Sylvester Stallone and Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kurt Russell, excuse me. Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone, and they play cops. And it is a decent movie. But Terry Hatcher plays Sly's sister. Oh, dear Lord in heaven, is she hot. We're talking <laughs> 80s, big hair, Terry Hatcher, hot. The other thing to look up for Terry Hatcher is the episode of Night Court she did. Night Court fans, you know what I'm talking about. She plays the niece of the lawyer that is Dan Fielding's boss, and Dan Fielding can't have sex with her even though she wants to have sex with him. It's brilliant, dirty 80s television. That's the Terry Hatcher I'm talking about, Zay. Well done. Pulling up a scene from Tango and Cash. Terry Hatcher, then later on it was Desperate Housewives and all that. I'm a big Terry Hatcher fan. Happy birthday to her. 58 years old today. I am sure she is still gorgeous. But that's where I would tell you to go with her, man. When she hit in the 80s, it was like, who in the world is this person? Yeah, Terry Hatcher's teenager Isaiah used to peep in on Desperate Housewives to see her and Eva do her thing. And Come yeah, on I was now. very amused. And yeah, that was one of Jerry Seinfeld's really fumbling the bag girlfriends. I mean, we all know that he had a girlfriend each week, new episode, right. but he really, like, you yeah, felt you, it in your heart, <laughs> like, when she walked out, you're like, no, Jerry, don't blow this one. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. A good point. When she and, uh, what was the lawyer's name? Jackie, what's his name? Because later on, they brought Jackie in, yeah. and they're real, and they're spectacular, and they did the line again. Oh, yeah, but you're right. Jerry losing certain girlfriends didn't hurt you. That one did hurt you. That one hurt. And that was a well-delivered line by Terry Hatcher. They're real and they're spectacular. Uh, also, uh, a shout-out to Philip Rivers and his ever-growing family. He is 41 years old today. I'm guessing his wife is pregnant. I'm just doing the math. I, like, is she – she's most – she's pregnant most times, I hope she right? gets a break. 
She deserves a break. What do they have now? Eight or nine? I don't know. It's basically Steve Martin, cheaper by the dozen. It really is. Football edition. Oh, dude, it is absolutely crazy. I do not know how many they are planning to have, uh, but now that he's out of football, he, you know, Yadzi has a lot of time to to continue to be a Hell, I thought they were going to force Phillip to keep playing in the NFL because he has a lot of college tuition he's going to have to pay for soon enough. Not all them kids going to get scholarships. (laughs) Let me tell you that. They can't all be quarterbacks, Phil. Man, oh, man. That's just one of those. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think it's up to eight or nine now on the kids for Phillip Rivers. Seriously. I mean, I think it's, I think it's that many kids. He's 41 years old today. Uh, old school Phillip Rivers? North Carolina State. Very good. And that awkward-ass release he has. It's never been fluid. It's weird. Not one day in his life. And would we agree that no one else throws a football like that? Nobody. Like, you've never seen prototypes of guys coming in the combine or scouts saying, yeah, his release is like Phillip Rivers. Nobody's ever said that. And then how the, the fact that he was able to get it off so fast, the fact that he was able to be accurate, like, he's borderline Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, he, I don't think he should get in, but he's borderline. This is the only person I can compare him to, and it's a different sport, but you'll understand. Because of the delivery, it's so unique. When I see him throw the ball, it's like when I first saw Sean Marion shoot a basketball. Ah, that's a great call. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like nobody else does it that way. Yeah. And I, will, I don't feel like I'll ever see another human do it that way. That's a great comparison because Sean Marion, a lot like Phillip Rivers, he's borderline Hall of Fame in the NBA too. Yeah, like He had multiple all-star seasons and him playing for those Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash teams. Yeah, that's a great comparison. You talked about – you've talked about the thing with uh, with with – Tyrese Hunter and how drunk you have to be and spin around and there's a little bit of TJ Ford. You could have gotten, like back in the day, your dad, your dad could have gotten hammered beyond hammered and he never would have taught a kid to shoot a basketball like that. No. Ever. No, it was like a two hands at the chest. <laughs> and it's little, and used to hit threes too. And it stays like yeah. the elbows never leave the leave your hip. Yeah, you couldn't leave them open. Sean Marion, he was an interesting player coming out of UNLV. That is crazy. Now, Bill Cartwright was close. Bill Cartwright. That man, a, that was ugly. That was an ugly-ass jumper. Yo. That was an ugly-ass jumper. But Phillip Rivers, you take the cake for maybe the ugliest delivery. At, like Bernie Kosar looks smooth. Compared to Philip Rivers, and Bernie was doing the sidearm and stuff too. But man, Philip Rivers, just as clunky and weird as you could get. But the man had yards. The man's got some serious, serious yards. Yep, Kevin Martin, former Sacramento Kings. <laughs> he had a weird like from the side hip. Yep, you're right. Yeah, he used to like swing right. it around. That was awkward. Oh, yes. that's funny. All right, that's why December eighth matters to us. Coming up, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, NFL schedule is not dazzling tonight uh but you might get to see baker mayfield play huh huh lake travis people come on uh total care primary care we're in georgetown on williams drive come on by and drop those toys off through seven o'clock this evening it is the toys for tots toy drive the new unwrapped toys is what we're looking for help a kid have a little bit better holiday than they were gonna have come donate those toys you can also go to hornfm.com and donate that way if you can't get out here today we do appreciate it this is the horn it up on a Thursday. Cameron Parker finally gave us a song we could identify with Ike and Tina. We'll see how he finishes out here. Is 
say. Nope. No? <laughs> All right, since we're, since we're short on time, Cameron, tell us what it is. Can you get to that by Funkadelic? Ah, no, 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 Funkadelic. Funkadelic. I was not going to get Funkadelic. Uh, we did get uh, Icantina. We missed the rest, but it was the spinners, Rufus and Shaka Khan, Curtis Mayfield, and the OJs. Zay and I need to go back to music school, apparently. Uh, thanks, it's been a tough day. Thanks to Cameron Parker. It has been a tough day. Cameron will be back producing tomorrow, so if you want to hear us sound like we don't know music, <laughs> make sure to listen tomorrow from 12 to 3. By the way, uh, as we get into stems and seeds here, let's get you an update on the Texas volleyball team because they're making the opponent feel like they don't know volleyball. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Easy, easy, ladies. 25-14 and 25-13 already on Marquette. Longhorns. Uh, powering their way to a two-set-to-none lead uh, in the round of 16. They're trying to get into the round of eight. Volleyball team, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good going for back-to-back titles, right? They're the defending champs. Am I right on that? No? How about that? What was it? What was it last year? Was it last year, Cameron? No, Texas got, got upset in the second round last year. I'm sorry, they got upset. Yeah, I'm hey, two years ago. I want to say our My Wisconsin bad. girls won it last uh, year. You know I got what I'm you. I got you. Well, yeah. they, they they do have a hell of a culture. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a hell Great of a culture. culture going on. Yeah, starts in the locker room. All right, my bad on that. Uh, Raiders and Rams tonight. Zay, do you care? A little bit. The Raiders have been playing some pretty good football since Derek Carr cried on the podium. And, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that tonight. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune in okay. for a little bit. Fair enough. Um, and maybe Baker Mayfield. We'll see uh, if the Rams want to play yes, him. Yes, definitely would love to see if Baker and how he looks. Doesn't have many weapons, but we'll see. They play him or Wolford. We'll see. Uh, AP Player of the Year, congrats to Caleb Williams. Tonight is the awards. Does Bijan get the doke? Zay. Yes. God. Yes, he does. I hope you're right. I'm gonna say they. I'm gonna say it's Corum because they're gonna go oh, with the guy that's on a better on. team. No, I, th- I think I think Bijan's gonna get. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Bijan's gonna get knocked down a little bit because of the four losses and Texas wasn't more impactful this year. Let me congratulate you, Mr. Hastings, on oh, the no. Aggies getting five star Ruben Owens out of El Campo, oh. running back. Oh, I had not heard that. Yes. Well, thank you for passing that information well, on. Yeah, he's no Cedric Baxter, but you know, congrats on that. I see. That was a weird compliment and dig at the same time. I like that. Congrats, congrats on your new house. It's not as nice as my house. But it's hey, fu- hey, it's, gotta, But it's going to be fine for you. Hey, just got to keep it real. We got number one coming in from Florida. My Have fun goodness. with Ruben Owens. He's a good player, though. A five-star, you said. Five-star of El Campo, so, Texas. So you're telling me that the culture is not completely broken? You're no. telling me that there might still be a reason somebody might want to go to A&M and play college football? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Glad to know. Thank you for keeping me updated on that. I'm just glad to know there's some five stars headed to town instead of some five yeah, stars wanting yeah, to yeah, yeah, leave yeah. town because it feels like a lot of folks want to leave College Station right now. So I'm glad to hear somebody wants to actually show up. All right, thanks to Total Men's for having us out. Remember, this is the Total Care Primary Care Facility. Williams Drive in Georgetown. Rod and Harge are coming up. Keep on bringing those toys. Donate them so the kids around our area will have a better holiday season. We'll be down south at a different location tomorrow. But get on up here to Georgetown, hang out with the fellas, and drop off those toys. We will talk to you tomorrow for a Friday show. See ya.